This winter, Hulu and Disney Plus are better together in a brand new bundle. That's wicked. Wicked good. With titles like Disenchanted and Willow on Disney Plus. And Fleischman is in trouble. And welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. I love this place. All for just $9.99 a month. All of these and more now streaming. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See the DisneyBundle.com for details. Today is a new day. Today is the day that your voice will be heard. Today you will learn more about how to empower yourself, take control of your life, and form healthy relationships with yourself and others. Welcome to your new life. My name is Dr. Ludi Green, and I'm the host of the podcast Ending Domestic Abuse. In this podcast, you will hear from top experts in fields like finance, economics, psychology, psychiatry, and many more. And you will hear stories from people who have defied the odds, overcome abuse, and found their way to success. Together, we'll offer you support and practical ideas to pursue your goals, start on a new path, and protect yourself and others from abuse. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Ending Domestic Abuse, and this is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. If you have been a longtime listener of this podcast, then you have certainly heard me talk about the importance of career and financial independence, not just in preventing abuse, but in empowering the next generation of women. In my own career path to success, I relied on my own skills, my instinct, and my perseverance many times. However, I could not have gotten to where I am today all on my own. Throughout my career, I was able to reach out and seek support from various mentors. These mentors were able to give me advice because they had been in my situation. They were able to help open doors for me that might have been closed for them. In turn, I have dedicated my time to coach and mentor young professionals. It is so important that we help each other and the next generation succeed, especially as women. We know how hard it was. We know the barriers that we faced. Female role models are incredibly important for young women and girls. Growing up, it can be disheartening to see only men in the career you dream of having. Here at Ending Domestic Abuse, we want to help by building a network and giving examples of what women succeeding in their careers and lives can look like. Some of our upcoming episodes, including this one, will feature high-profile guests who are experts at the top of their fields. They will share their stories and their successes, along with their mistakes and their failures, to help us start a wider conversation about female empowerment. Today, I'm very excited to introduce our guest, Barbara Marcus. She is the president and publisher of Random House Children's Books. She previously worked with Penguin and before that, Scholastic, where she led the publishing effort for the Harry Potter series, as well as many other children's books. In her leading role, she has also prioritized charity work and advocacy. Welcome to the podcast, Barbara. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for inviting me. So what inspired you to pursue a career in publishing and specifically children's book publishing? Publishing, I was always a reader. And to be honest, I did not know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go to be a nurse or a doctor and was going on that path, but then decided to take a break and got a job in publishing 
and because I loved reading, never looked back. Children's books was something that I felt was more interesting to me than adult publishing because I grew up, as I said, reading, and I saw that others were not really realizing that when you publish a children's book, you are publishing it for a forever. I read the books to my grandchild and my children that were read to me as well as many new books. So I felt that I was going to create and publish books that were going to last forever, I hoped. Mm-hmm. And also that you always in children's book publishing are publishing and marketing to children, adults, and educators. And I found that quite interesting as well. I'm going to tell you one more thing. When Uh I chose to leave adult publishing and go into children's publishing, one of the people that I worked with told me I was committing professional suicide and that it was a big mistake to leave the world of adult publishing publishing and go on to children's publishing. And I think that sort of leads you into some of the other questions that you might have for me, because it was really that taking a chance, believing that if I didn't succeed, I can't say that I believed I would be successful, but taking a chance. And if I failed, I would figure it out. That is so wonderful. You were the president of children's book publishing at Scholastic when the Harry Potter manuscript was first acquired. How do you know that book was going to be a hit in America? I'm just curious. I'm going to tell you three different stories that very Mm -hmm. short. I know (laughs) at the time, fantasy was not being published in children's books. It was much more contemporary stories about everyday children. And I really remembered that as a child and with my own children, reading fantasy gave them a chance to imagine in a very Uh different way. So I was looking for fantasy. And when this, when Harry Potter came in, the editor, I was the president, read it and really loved it. And I brought it home and I had my daughter read it. And she said, mom, this is the best thing I ever read. And I I felt, you know, what I just explained to you before, I did not know it was going to be a phenomenon. Uh Nobody knew, but I knew it would be what one would call a modern classic, that we would sell it forever. I'm very happy what happened happened, but I did not know it was going to be so much a part of so many families and children's lives. and. My part in it, I will say, after all this, is we were in what we call an auction Uh where there are several houses bidding. And the editor and I sat in my office and I said, do you really, really love this? Is this really something that you think is important to publish? And he said, yes. And I said, then we're going to stick in there and go for it. And that is how we acquired it. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. How does success of Harry Potter change your life? Because I'm sure it did change it in many ways. You know, what it did is it made me realize again, did it change my life? I feel really lucky. It enriched my life. J.K. Uh-huh. Rowling, who's the author, was is, was 
an amazing writer and amazing genius. Mm -hmm. I always say that Harry Potter is the book about regular kids in an extraordinary world. And that's why it, it, it generated so much love and interest from children and still does. But how did it change my mind, my, my life? It again made me feel like I could take more chances, that I could be confident that if I really thought something was right, I should do it. And I think that really was its its message. Of course, it, it allows me to tell great stories about <laughs> Harry Potter, but really that's what it did. It really gave me confidence and a sense that not everything's going to be Harry Potter, but if you believe in yourself and your colleagues, it's uh -huh. always a village that you can make more great things happen. How wonderful. On this podcast, we have spoken to a number of authors who have used their books to promote social causes important to them. And for example, I have this lady who previously was talking to you, Christina Vitagliano, wrote a memoir called Every Nine Minutes to share her own story of abuse and trauma in childhood. And Barbara, what role do you see books having in positively empowering and shaping children? I think it's really important. And I think mm -hmm. we definitely, sorry, that is, my, I believe, something I can't control. But I believe that publishing children's books that empower children, make them realize they're not alone, make them realize that being kind and welcoming is important, and, and knowing how to reach out to other children and adults is incredibly part of what our mission is in publishing children's books. As I sit uh -huh. in my office, I look at a book that, which is not exactly online with what you said, but it's a book about called Wonder, which uh -huh. is about a young boy who is born with what we call cranial differences, uh -huh. which is really means that his face was what might have, have looked so different from other children. Mm -hmm. And it is about how through some tough experiences, he learns how to fit into the world and, and, other, and more importantly, other children learn to appreciate the entirety of him. Mm -hmm. And there are many children's books that talk about loss, that talk about empowerment, that talk about learning about yourself. And I think that is part of what children's book publishing does so well. How can we encourage young children to read more, especially in this age of virtual technology and shorter extension spans? I believe very strongly in getting children to read, meeting children where they are. So uh -huh. right now, Encanto is the hottest movie for oh, kids. Yes. <laughs> we publish books around in Kanto. And I'm really right. proud of them because if a child is not a reader and sees the movie once, they are going to be perhaps interested in entering the world of reading, the reading a book about the characters in Encanto. I believe that that once they get into the spirit of reading books that are enjoyable to them, they can grow as readers. And I don't feel that it, anyone should be saying, oh, no, you should be reading a different kind of book or nonfiction about dinosaurs. I think we need to go where the children's 
interest is and build on that. I also think parents should, whether you're a good reader or not a good reader, reading out loud to your child is one of the most wonderful experiences. And that is something that I do encourage parents to do. And just having books around, if you can, is a way, both adult books and children's books and magazines, is a way to get children just comfortable with reading. You know, it's all right what you're saying, because I even remember when my daughter was just very little girl, you know, and we start reading her books and how much affected me, too, because by reading those books, I was dreaming and going into this fantasy land, <laughs> which as an adult, it really inspired me in many areas and made me happy. So parents I, can see that I in agree. that way, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you are right. On another topic of interest to our audience is your special success as a woman in business. Can you speak to any successes, struggles, or challenges you face as a woman at the top of your field? I think as many women have spoken about, I think one of the areas that it is important to realize is that you do have to take yourself seriously in order for others around you to take you seriously. I do think that what happens is sometimes women are used to having people like us feel that we are great to work with. And, and that's all really important. I do subscribe to that. But also to be quite clear that we believe in ourselves and when we have something to say, to be able to articulate that. Sometimes it's really hard because that is not how some of us were raised. Mm -hmm. But I do think it is that question of really sort of saying, I believe in myself. I am going to believe in myself. I'm going to try and speak up even if it is not the most comfortable thing to do. And that has served me well. I think also having met, trying to find mentors, be them male or female, is really key. Someone who you can either model some of their behavior or just talk to is a really key part of feeling comfortable at work. And I've always been a big reader of reading information. And so you bring something additional to the conversation that may not have been in the memo or the information you were just given to discuss. So those are just some of my pointers. Challenges, absolutely. You know, I do feel that there is sometimes you have to not be uncomfortable that there's a, that sometimes there's a secret language or handshakes or whatever uh -huh. that you are not a part of. I have been in an organization where I didn't want to act in a certain way or be buddies with everyone. I just, I wanted to do my job really well. And that was hard because sometimes that's lonely, but you have to be, I think the whole, uh, there's many articles that have said that you must be true to your, ultimately you must be true to yourself. You must understand what you have, feel good about that and continue along that path until you succeed in the ways you want to succeed. Uh -huh. Totally agree with it. How are you able to manage your family and personal life with your career path? Do you have any advice for our audience who might be struggling to find or create that balance? I had two girls 
And I believed that my modeling for them was was what I could do. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to, as much as I can, balance my career and to pick the things that I could bring them either into my life, my work life, or find activities we could do together. I do feel that sort of carving out those aspects that you see your child is interested in, whether, you know, for me, of course, it was reading and drawing, but for others, it can be sports. For others, it can be cooking. I think saying, I am going to devote some of my time to activities that are just myself and my children. And, you know, I was lucky that my husband was more flexible and that does happen with, I think sometimes that's a real gift Uh that some women have. But I do think finding that time saying, this is the time that is just for the family, for my daughters. And I always felt really strongly about that. Thank you, Barbara. We will be taking a short break. And when we come back, Barbara will answer some questions from our listeners. One of the most powerful and fearless acts that a survivor can do is share their story. It is our responsibility to listen. Every nine minutes is a memoir written by Cristina Vitagliano that gives a raw, honest, and heart-wrenching window into her life as a victim of childhood sexual abuse. Christina reveals the heroin abuses she suffered at the hands of her father and the psychological and emotional toll of being unable to rely on her family for help and support. Every Nine Minutes is a true story that gives a window into Christina's story, but that is just one of countless cases. In the U.S., a case of child sexual abuse is reported every nine minutes. However, the true number of cases that occur is really unknown because so many go unreported. These children suffer in silence. The majority of them lack power and a voice. Christina's book serves as a voice for those children, and we must listen. Christina is clear that with support and healing, survivors from even the most dire situations can reclaim their lives and learn to thrive despite their trauma, just like she did. You can buy Every Nine Minutes by Cristina Vitagliano today from Amazon in paperback or ebook. Just search Every Nine Minutes, or you can purchase directly from the author at 123christinav.com. That's 123christinav.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ending Domestic Abuse, and this is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. And now, Barbara Marcus, president and publisher of Random House Children's Books, will take some questions from our listeners. Barbara, we have a question from Veronica from Boston, Massachusetts. She says, I have been listening to Ending Domestic Abuse podcast for the past year, and I have learned so much from your programs. I'm a mother of two girls, four and six years old. I'm staying home, and I have started writing a child's book, but I can't figure out what steps to take to get it published as it is almost finished. What advice do you have for me? Okay, I'm going to give you the advice I do give other people. Number one, if you've written the story, do not go out and find an illustrator because it is at the way, and I don't think people realize it, picture books are created 
in a publishing house is there's an art director or many art directors. And once an editor acquires a text, they will match it with an illustrator they think is the right match for the text. So that's number one. But number two, I would suggest there is an organization called, I'm going to say it slowly, SCBWI, and it is the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. And there are local chapters all around the country and a national chapter. They bring together aspiring writers with agents and with conversations. And I would recommend that that is what your listener does. Find that organization. That sounds wonderful, that great information you give it, Barbara. Thanks once again to our guest, Barbara Marcos, president and publisher of Random House Children's Books. And thanks to you for listening. No matter who you are or what you have been through, you can find help and you can find a way out of abuse and into your new life. Send us an email through our website at ludigreen.com. That's ludigreen.com. Or you can call our hotline at 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. We'll help you find a way out to freedom. You can also find me on social media at Dr. Ludigreen on Instagram and Twitter. You can also help stop abuse by spreading word of our podcast. Just go on Spotify and please give us a five-star rating or share your comments. Thank you again, and together, let's all find a life you deserve.